All right, everyone. Hey, how's it going? My name is Mike Parks. Welcome to Intersecting Ideas, a podcast dedicated to just examining life and culture and interviewing friends and seeing what's going on in the world. So uh, this is our official launch. This is episode one. So it is, uh, I got wet myself and Wes Handy here, my co-host. So uh, hey, everybody. Mr. Wes. So we're <laughs> going to uh, figure it'd be good just to jump out there and just tell whoever our listening audience is, a little bit about ourselves. So, Wes, you want to kick us off? Who, who are you, Wes? How do we meet? Man, what a deep question, <laughs> starting with who, who am I? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> well, like uh, you and I, we met, man, it's been a long time, 10 years ago at least. Yeah, about a decade. Um, yeah, uh, in Wake Forest, Raleigh, North Carolina and, uh, you know, life's tickets in different places. Um, you know, I'm the current, you know, I guess it's, I mean, how do you define who you are? Right. That's the big question. <laughs> what do you like? to <laughs> <My> do? Nine... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I got to talk about my vocation. You know, I'm a <laughs> software engineer. I'm a father. I'm a husband. Uh, I'm a Christian. I like to read. I like to read broadly. I love uh, Dostoevsky is my favorite author. And, uh, <laughs> Love to play ping pong, love to play chess, love to play video games, watch movies, talk about movies. What's your favorite video game, Wes? I, of all time? I, I don't know. I really like playing Rocket League these days. It's kind of a new thing, newish game. Now all the kids are raging about it. Must, <laughs> but how about you, man? Who are you, me, Mike? Me? Who Who am I? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going uh, to start with uh, just uh, I'm a dad. Got a couple kids, you know, working like you, working IT, been in, a, been in a decade, done. I've been in the area of engineering, solution architecture, and, you know, the gamut. Like yourself, I like to read. Dostoevsky is always a good one, but I like to read broadly, lots of history, philosophy, you name it. Things about culture, keep up with the times. Also, uh, I'm love, love to ride, well, I used to love to ride mountain bikes a lot more. But now I do a lot of calisthenic stuff, so a lot of exercise, a lot of reading, family time. So that, you know, it's a little bit about me in school again, which is pretty fun. But lifelong uh, student. Yeah, yeah. But Wes, you, you, uh, so, 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 so our audience knows uh, you. You possess a PhD. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you also went back to school for for coding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Post postdoctorate work going anyway. <laughs> Was hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. after my PhD. Um, yeah. yeah, went back to school for uh, coding uh, boot camp and yeah, uh, yeah changed careers. Uh, yeah, uh, left uh, uh, kind of an academic dream to something a little more practical, a little more money making. Yeah, and and it's funny because both of us uh, actually kind of branched into the world of academics in the adjunct faculty fashion. <laughs> And after I had finished my graduate degree, I went, I went in, you know, did a little adjunct work. And I remember you and I talking when you were pursuing your PhD and you said, if you don't have to have it, don't get it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. That's <laughs> and, right. uh, that's... And, and we both were trying to piecemeal things together as far as, uh, as far as work and breaking into, into that area of things. But I'm, I'm now going back to school I'm going to St. John's college, which is a great book school, which, uh, 
which, you know, you just sit, sit around dialogue and discuss over the topics of the, of the book and, and the students drive, you know, probably 90% of the conversation. So, which is really fun, you know, to revisit these books. It's, it's a lot different when you're, when you're reading them in your thirties and, and, you know, fast forward later, yeah. you see them through a different lens. That's for sure. So, yeah. Well, even, even the more times you go through them too, there's, there's books that are so deep and broad. Sometimes it's just, you pick up on nuances too, right? That you didn't see. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so hopefully, you know, that's a bit of a background introduction for us, but, uh, so the, so the, the idea behind this podcast is simply to engage and talk with our friends, you know, you being, uh, you know, the co-host and, and just talk about people who are specialists in their field and get varying views on the topics. And, uh, and I think that would be really fun. I think it's, it's well needed in our society to be able to engage with people, from all, all walks of life who, uh, who actually can have a conversation because a lot of times people try to break into conversations today and it's usually just as mudslinging on both sides. And, I, and I'm hoping that in the podcast, we can sit down and dialogue with friends and, and uh, even discuss hard topics and uh, yeah. just have, have a good conversation over it. So, but tonight, I think you and I together, we're going to kick off the idea of uh, passion and what in the world is up with like vocation or careers, you know, yeah. which are, which are two, you know, two big things of all our lives. So uh, we're going to begin, like, you know, I think we should begin by just saying what, and what is, what is passion and how do we define our terms here? Yeah. No, we're not, we're not, we're not talking about, you know, erotic things, you know, well, so we're talking, you could, I mean, that's part of it, right? Right. Erotic so we're talking passion. about something broad. Okay, we'll, we'll talk a little bit broader than that. Yeah. All right. So I mean, I mean, okay. So many desires in general, right? Mm-hmm. You think of the passions being the desires. Yeah. Um, you know, what other types of things? You know, you know, things that I think a drive too, right? Is it so having a drive for something, or maybe a particular type of passion? Yeah, absolutely. Like a directional. Like yeah. going towards something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm real passionate about cars or something, or, or I, you know, I have this passion or this zeal for a particular thing, right? But yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe you have something that you that that uh, brings a little more context to that. I mean, yeah, what, I do. I got, about? I got, I got a little something. I got a little something that you yeah. know, I had, I, I had to, uh, I had to borrow from some old friends, you know. I, yeah. you, know, you always got to pull in someone that's smarter than you are, right? So I, I pulled in a, <laughs> I got Aristotle in my back pocket here. So in in yeah. his ethics book, he 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 talks about passion. He says by passion I mean, and he runs through this list. So check it out. He he says he says by passion I mean appetites, anger, fear, confidence, envy, joy, love, hate, longing, jealousy, pity. And in general, whatever implies pleasure or pain. So he basically leverages it as an umbrella term underneath it. And it doesn't really say one thing or another, but um, our modern dictionary would call it strong feelings of enthusiasm or excitement towards something, maybe in just a modern kind of, you know, I'm passionate about this. Yeah, the idea. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably like if someone uses the word passion today, you probably are either thinking of, you know, some sort of, you know, something on the erotic side or like that more, you know, passionate about an idea. Aristotle is definitely, it's maybe more along the idea of 
maybe that traditional sense of the passions, right? Like of desires or, you know, think the things that come out of derive out of human nature, you know, that, that we, that we respond to. Right. Yeah. So, so in our, and, and like our lives, I mean, who, who comes to mind when you think about passion? Who do you think is a passionate person? You know, recently, you know, I think really passionate Tom Brady. Tom Brady, when he threw the trophy, <laughs> when he was when he was drunk and tossed it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, to be able to to be dedicated to that professional sport at his age, right? And like the want to keep coming back. How old is he, he now? Do you know? He's in his forties, right? Forty three, forty four, something like that. He's like our age. He's like, hey, I'm coming back. I'm gonna keep doing this, and he's driving his team towards excellence. There's a lot of guys that I guess they would keep doing it as long as they could, but you, you know, I, I feel like that's a pretty good example of somebody who is passionate about something that, you know, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm here, I'm gonna keep going until I'm 50 or whatever until my yeah. body breaks down. You, and and that's wild. So I mean, to think about like when we think about passion, you know, we generally think you're erotic, right? And then like youthful mm-hmm. passion, and we think about. Oh, yeah. uh, we think about it as something like a burst, like it's something you're passionate about for a season or a time. And then all of a sudden it just kind of fades away, but to still be passionate about something at his, at his age, it's pretty, you know, it shows longevity, I think yeah. as well, you know, as opposed to like, like a short, just fleeting kind of fading out passion. That's a good distinction there, I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm 44, so I'm, I'm just his age, you know, (laughs) but you know, I think that's, that's pretty uh, wild to think about it like that way. So why, why in the world do we think, so Brady's a good example, or I was actually thinking about Elon Musk. Okay. Yeah. Dude, he, this, this guy is, he's, he's a genius and he is very passionate. And I was thinking about the characteristics of him that make him so much. And it's like, he's like laser focused. And I yeah. think that isn't, don't you think that's the same way Brady is too? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Um, I mean, I mean, Musk, he's focused, but I mean, I think, I mean, what do you mean by that? Maybe explain, like, because I think there's probably some aspects I think he is very focused. Other times I feel like he's, he's pushing, driving it in several different directions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let me, actually, that's a, that's a good distinction because, uh, there's like a, I, I would say focused in the sense of driving us forward. Like that, that yeah. seems to be his, seems to be what's gripping him. And I, and I think there could be a parallel too for, for like, if we like bring it down to like normal people, right? Like a father that wants to be a good leader in his family or, or a single mom is taking care, taking care of the family in absence of the father or, uh, and they want to be good leaders in that family. That I think is a passion as well, like a focused to take the family forward. Like Elon Musk is the bigger focus. Like he is a focus is like world. Like let's, let's push the whole world forward to drive electric cars and live on the moon, live on Mars. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's a distinction, but what do you think? uh, What are some other things like thinking about the characteristics of people with, with that we identify with a lot of passion? What are some marks we can think about? that uh other marks in them yeah i mean we talk about just kind of how maybe a person in general might think of that or i think sometimes like a a, you know someone who's 
you might think is passionate may also be very outgoing, you know, very much like, you know, there's a, they're, they're, they're energetic, right? They, they exude energy. They're, um, you know, there's that, there's a sense of, you know, somebody who, you know, speaks eloquently and persuasively, you know, and maybe not always eloquently, but at least persuasively, <laughs> you know, yeah. and about almost about everything. You might think another person is really passionate. You know, they, you know, they, they're, 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 they're very excited. You know, you don't see them kind of cool and calm, which, which, which is kind of contrast. I mentioned Brady earlier because he sometimes is a very cool and calm and collected guy. And you may not say he's passionate because of that, you know, except, yeah. for, maybe, except for during a game, you know, or something. Yep. You know, that's, it's interesting to, uh, you know, when you're mentioning that is like somebody that's kind of chill, kind of a little more reserved, like we don't always associate immediately like that's a passionate person because they're more reserved, but that person can be like really focused and really driven and still be passionate, just their character or their, or their like uh, position might be a little, little more chill than what we, you know, than that A type person. Right. Yeah. So. And, I, and I think popularly, like, you know, people get kind of pigeonholed in that because of that thing, right? Like, and I, I know we'll probably talk about this a little bit, but I know when I moved into tech, right, if you want to get the coding job, right, you got to show your passion about coding. You can't just be coding a little bit. You got to be coding like 24 hours a day, right? If you can show some recruiter or some employer that, hey, I'm passionate about this. This is not just a job, Right. Mm-hmm. then then you're more likely to get a job whereas that's you know that's not necessarily like you said like somebody else who maybe is learning deeply and broadly and and, and in a sense systematically you know with an end goal in mind they actually may be more passionate you know in a sense you know but they're not you could say they could be passionate but not producing or maybe more passionate but balanced right they're not like all the time, 24 hours a day about one thing. That person you described would seem to be the healthier person, right? right. Like they're like, they might be, they might be singly focused when they are at work, but outside of work, you know, when they're at work, they're at work, but outside of work, they're outside of work and their, their, their focus then shifts and they're, you know, focused on maybe their friends or families or hobbies, different interests. So it seems like maybe the illustration you gave, like that other person might be a little like they might not get the raise, but they might be have more fun in life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, maybe they may not get the immediate raise, but maybe the one who starts the next company. Right. You That's a saying? good point. Yeah. You know, because I mean, you bring up Aristotle, right? Yeah. The virtue is the mean, right? This idea of, you know, not being, you know, too far on either side, but not, you know, this mm-hmm. idea of temperance, you know, that's, uh, Anyway, I guess, I don't know, his temperance, I mean, he's got to be associated in some way, but. Uh, yeah, his his whole argument about ethics and, and, and don't go too far this way, don't go too far the other way, and <laughs> kind of find the happy me- medium, you know, it's like summarizes his whole work almost. Yeah, but could you be a passionate person and and temperate at the same time? Let's see, if, if we go on his umbrella term that puts a lot of things in there could i think you, you could be passionate and yet have some temper i don't think a passionate person can be a lazy person though right like i think right. that might be a big distinction you know like for yeah. instance and that kind of brings us into the question of, of why do some people just lack passion like like yeah. we kind of talked about the brady's elon musk you know you know how about oprah winfrey you know she's very passionate <laughs> woman 
what about the other side of the coin? The other people that just, you know, they get up, they go to their normal job and they're like, Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't have any aspirations to get a raise, to make more money, to do anything. I just want to go to work and then go home and chill and turn on the TV and watch Netflix all night. <laughs> <laughs> what about that person? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so why, I mean, why are people that way? You know, that's, I mean, that's a big, I mean, I think we can identify numerous things that are going on there. I mean, we're getting into like human nature even. Um, yeah. It's a you big know, question. Like, well, I mean, well, I mean, we can look at it like, you know, you mentioned pleasure and pain, right? Are you mm-hmm. trying to max, are you trying to maximize pleasure and, and minimize pain? I saw that may be somebody's mentality and, you know, well, work gives me the most pain. Chilling gives me the most pleasure. You know? So maximize the chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I think there you're right. You nailed you nailed that. It's multifaceted. You know, there there could be uh there could be some people that just want to run out of work because of greater responsibilities outside of work too. Or I'm thinking about people that lack passion. I think a lot of times they lack focus too. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lack of focus or uh they might also uh might have no support in what they're doing. So it's like, like me, we'll take vocation as, as the example, like if they, if they don't have any support from their boss and maybe no, no kudos are given at all from their boss. Well, their passion then dwindles and they're like, Hey, just keep on skating by and doing my thing. You know, something like that might also be another layer to it. Yeah. Like demoralized or demotivated or, yeah, you know, those types of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the person who's trying to maximize the chill is still is still being passionate, right? They've just yeah. they, they've ordered their passions a different way, right? What's yeah, I like apathetic? that, dude. Maybe we, we the could, apathetic person. We could oh, make yeah. a bumper sticker. It says "Maximize right. the Chill." <laughs> that would be kind of slick, right? That's right. That'll be our first T-shirt in the merch store here. Just, uh, maximize maximize the, chill. the chill. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, sorry, you you had said that they're still being passionate passionate yeah, they're still right they're driven i mean they've put that as a goal right they've ordered their passions differently right mm-hmm. whereas someone who's apathetic maybe we use you know who's you know lacks motivation lacks drive doesn't see the point in things maybe that you know, maybe they're depressed life situation is rough or they don't have a, a, a sense of a, a meaning or a sense of a greater purpose you know i mean i think we could probably enumerate lots of reasons why someone might be in that apathetic category, you know, some due to their own choices and some due to external factors. You know? mm-hmm. I think it's so multi-layered. A lot of times people, you know, they find their identity in their job. So they get wrapped up in the, in the career path and they're passionate about it. But you know, sometimes at the end of the day, as you get, as you progress in your career, it's, it's great to make money and support your family. But if that's the end of the game, well, you're going to come up a little bit short. You know, yeah. thinking like you mentioned something too. I mean, I mean, we're at that age where people go through different crises, right? You know, yeah, the, mid, the midlife crisis, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, there's even the quarter life crisis for the early twenties, and you can probably you know, probably <laughs> different stages for people, right? You know, I kind of I felt like I went through something like that, you know, a couple of years ago, especially when we moved, we had pursued this one thing. Like, even though like even switching careers, there was a transition period where I felt like I put decades into something that panned out to be nothing. Yeah. You know? and, and, I, you know, I think people, we feel that 
when, when we, you know, maybe we lose a job or we, but I think also sometimes like you, know, you raise kids and maybe they reject your way of thinking, you know, and, or, you know, the older you get and you, you don't think about, you don't dream about the future anymore, right? Everything is remembering the past. There's a phrase that says that a, uh, a young man is on the Aristotle tip here. Uh, a young man will, will venture to have more risk than an older man because he doesn't understand the pain associated with loss. <laughs> and the older man is, you know, can stand back at a different vantage point and look and say, Oh man, you know, Hey, be, be careful there. Um, but at the same time, I'm thinking about uh, a young guy at work that keeps coming to me for advice. He is uh, for, for career advice. And over the years, I've, I've kind of taken a lot of young IT guys under my wing and, and kind of guided them and get them, you know, Hey, this is, a good direction. This is a good thing to learn. And it's cool. It's really cool because I see this passion in these guys at a young age that they have a fire that a lot of the older guys in the field don't have anymore. You know, there a lot of the older guys are like, man, look, I'm getting close to retirement. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> want to do this anymore. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're like, my passion is, is not in this anymore. It, it shifted. So I'm still passionate. It's just changed gears. So <laughs> which can be great on both ends of the spectrum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's different seasons of it, you know. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely absolutely. So, how about this? So, if somebody lacks and, and let's even use the word motivation because I think that falls under the umbrella. So, what if somebody lacks the motivation in life? Young and old, right? Because we've got a lot of youth yeah. out there that don't have any motivation like a lot of young guys, you know, they you know, if you look at the average age of, of young men living in homes, it's living at home, it's, it's longer than what it used to be. So yeah. the, the times have, have changed a lot. There's a lot of difference. And some, and some of it is related economically, but sometimes it's related to lack of motivation. So what yeah. about the, the lack of motivation for young? And what about lack of motivation for old, older men and women? Maybe we can kick that one around a little bit. How do we stir up passion? How in the well, world do you stir it up? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I think people, when you don't have it, it feels like you can't, right? Like it feels like there's like if I don't have, how in the world yeah. can I make it happen, right? Yeah. I, feel like, I mean, I guess my first thought is there's got to be a combination of things, right? Because I mean, if you're just doing it on your own, trying to stir up your own passions, mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible, I think but extremely difficult. So we get back um, to that relational aspect, right? I think so. I mean, what do you think? Absolutely. I, I agree. I think that if we roll back, we look at like a lot of passionate people, like even look at history, historically, like throughout time, like passionate people generally had, you don't see a lot of solo individual passionate people without a crowd around them. Like if you just think about it, it's like they always had now, whether it was whether it was a good influence of a crowd or whether it was somebody doing horrendous acts historically, they always had someone around them. So I think that community, I think that's that's I think that's by design. What do you think? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I mean, our emotions, almost all of them, if if we're thinking emotions in terms of passions, the way Aristotle defined them, you mentioned earlier. They're all social, in a sense. I mean, even even our nations, right? Our you know our sadness, our loneliness, right? They're they're an absence of something social, or you know you're angry. I mean, you can be angry at things in general, but it really gets fire against people, right? 
<laughs> I can only be angry. I can only be angry at my pillow for so long for you know not being soft enough or whatever. You know, yeah. I'm just getting a new it, one. Uh, yeah, you just turn it on the <laughs> other side. It's cool, anyways, right? <laughs> yeah. But if you got to look the other person in the face, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's not as easy to calm that anger down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, uh, I think you have to have. I mean, that we have to have others. You know, but even to stir it up, like you mentioned, you people, right? I mean, like having somebody pour into your life. There's yeah. definitely more to that. Yeah, I mean, I think we could we could probably talk. Yeah, geez, man, we could probably talk an hour about that same that that single topic. <laughs> you know, about yeah. how this whole idea of relationships, you know, can can impact us positively or negatively, and I and I think that that also can tie into this that idea, the whole idea of like motivation and passion is that you know if you had an outside voice telling you hey man uh, go this way and don't go that way or it's a lot easier to kind of you know tread the course so to speak just that guide like even career guidance i think that can stir up and awaken awaken should i say a passion in somebody you know having that outside voice like a community of people when you when you're around a community that's excited about something i mean that kind of you know, that resonates. It's kind of like, uh, like you do a cool event in life and you, and you, you want to share it with somebody, you know, in today's society and coronavirus world, we're not like going out and hugging and kissing, but you know, you might throw it on social media and it's like, Hey, check this out. It's him. You know, I did this. I want to share it with the world. You yeah. know, you can find some, uh, you know, something in like that, but how, how about this one? Here's a quote, another quote about music stirring mm-hmm. up passion. We on this Aristotle uh, kick right now. So he says that music directly represents the passions of the soul. If one listens to the wrong kind of music, he will become the wrong kind of person. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Hell. laughs> so that's interesting, man. What was the death metal in Aristotle's day? You know, I don't know, man. I mean, they, you know, they're doing they plots, were- you know. Not, you, thought yeah. scream, you thought screamo music was modern, right? That's not. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, they were. They, pick, they, I don't want to pick on anyone. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, when when I read this quote, I was like, you know, it, it music does stir up uh, passions in us. I know, like, uh, uh, for instance, I've I've gone to to an event to teach, and and I and I had some music just pump you know pump it in the background as i'm driving there almost like i'm getting like i'm pre-gaming before <laughs> you know i'm getting all hyped just to go to the event before i even get to the event and and it was coming through the avenue of listening to some just you know some some banging music and uh, yeah. you know it just came about i think it there's 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 a connection with music and passion that does awaken us i think yeah. it's interesting i mean just thinking about like how does Aristotle come to this conclusion, right? Because we, when we think of that, I mean, like, again, I, I mentioned genres, right? Or like we might think of our favorite songs, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like he's, he's talking about music in a broader sense. And, and he's trying to tie it into something about nature involved with that, like an observation. What is he, what is he really getting at? You know, I, I need to pull up this this whole chapter when he drops this, but I think that you're hint you're hinting at something when he talks about when he talks about the soul and it's like it's awakening something in us. And I think that yeah. there's something that that music brings about that's innate in people, you know, that we're designed to respond to. 
to this, this aspect of sound and, and, and just probably beauty, be- beauty and mathematics and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, know, I mean, har- harmony, all those things going to be yeah, they up, all right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of overlap there. But you know, I, uh, when he talks about the wrong, the music, the wrong kind of music, uh, the person will become the wrong kind of person. It almost makes me wonder. I, I wouldn't. I'm not 100 percent sure where he's alluding to here, but it makes me think about like, uh, you know, birds of a feather, like the community you're around. So like, yeah. if you listen to the wrong voices constantly, you become like that group in essence, or you're yeah. very heavily influenced. And I think that's what what he might be getting at with the wrong kind of music. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I definitely want to. It'd be interesting to look at that one deeply, but but I guess I was the reason I was thinking that, like, because yeah, we can easily think of maybe songs the content the, the tone mm-hmm. of that of something right and how it affects us as a person right compared to something that's beautiful and pleasant or uplifting right mm-hmm. that you know so i i mean i i guess which is kind of going along with what we're talking about right and we think of like elon musk right you know right. he's somebody who a passionate person but people who are around him become passionate people and he he instills that if what I've heard from people who I've known who've worked for his his companies, like there's there's a culture that's created, you know, that people want to be as passionate or or as productive as as his vision he envisions. Yeah, I think you're right. There's that cultural aspect. I think that plays. I mean, that's a huge part. You know what? Yeah. And the cultural aspect is like also what we'll I think what what we allow ourselves to I guess Aristotle point out what we are allowing ourselves to be entertained by in essence would be an element I think also an element of that but I was also I was thinking about like music in general like each mode invokes an emotion right so you could have a you could have a major scale and the major scale that's a happy clappy upbeat stuff right and then you could have a minor scale which is that darker feel you know, it's like dum dum dum, and then you have like <laughs> scales like uh, you know, your Dorian scale, which uh, Carlos Santana plays. Oh, Santana plays all his solos in, you know, and you got that very unique sound, or like a Phrygian and Mixolydian, all these different scales that are more like these uh, almost eccentric, eclectic type sounds to them, but each one invokes something, and I think that people are like that too, like yeah. the person you're around invokes something in each of us. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, or um, <laughs> it's interesting, I don't know. Maybe I'm stretching it, but uh, I think it, it, no, no, a, I think you're on something. I think you're on yeah. something there. There's, a, I think there's an element. So, uh, well, you know what? We're probably uh, maybe try to land this plane and uh, a little bit, and uh, maybe maybe we'll wrap up by uh, we'll just talk about. Let's see. You you said you change vocation. Let's give some people some walk away information. Mm-hmm. How, you know, we talked about passion and vocation. How in the world did you go about changing your entire career? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think, you know, especially if there's anyone out here listening to it, this who are thinking about their jobs and their future. I mean, I was at a point where we just had to. I mean, there was no way, there was no future financially. Um, you know, I was in, you know, what they call adjunct hell, right? <laughs> right I and mean, it's the term right you're just you're just yeah you know i was working for three or three different schools and it was the only way out was either to get more education spend more money i didn't have mm-hmm. and you know take another risk 10 years later being in the same place or worse or switching jobs and i got some good counsel so coming back to this idea of you know needing other people to pour into you I had you know talked to 
uh, several people. I think I'll probably talk to you about it. I'm sure. Um, you know, over the phone. You know, uh, you know, you know, when we we're in New Jersey, and um, but changing it, but getting that counsel, and then like just going all in. I think you know, there's a lot of people that I that I, you know, for me, I went to a, a boot camp to be, get the, uh, the education I needed to get that new job to break into tech. Um, I could have been a self-taught developer. I, I mean, I had some coding experience. There's people who are self-taught and, you know, take the years and and, the, and they do it. Uh, I, I needed to get too fast. And so, you know, I went to this boot camp, but I, I realized that the only way I was going to do it is if I went all in. And, you know, so I was, I was not just doing the boot camp. I was the 10, 12 hours a day coding thing. I was, the, yeah. you know, I was living, eating, breathing it, knowing that I had to become this new person yeah. in a sense. Um, and basically take all those dreams I had before and it hurt, but I had, I had to drop them. I had to say, you know what, this is, I can't hold on to these anymore. Um, I've, I've got to let them go, you know, and just went for it. And it really, I mean, it took, you know, so basically it, it took about nine months to switch careers for me. It takes some people longer, some people shorter, but it was, but it was a total change of mindset and learning like, I mean, I mean, getting it, I mean, there's one thing of change, becoming skilled at something and then there's another thing getting a job. So the you know, vocation involves parts of all of that, but, mm-hmm. you know, so there's things I had to do to get a job that I would never done before. You know, I had to become an advocate for myself. I had to be, had to sell myself to people, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, and consider myself a brand, but not in a fake way, but in a way of showing, Hey, I've got these skills. Here's why you want to hire me. You know, here's yeah. what I can bring to your team. So Wes, just to jump in on you here a little bit, I I think, I think some, I'm just thinking back on our conversation here and a lot of what you just described in the way you transitioned to your new career path overlaps with so many elements. We were just talking about passion, but I think what's interesting is the passion you're describing was directed passion, very direction, directed grind was seasonal. So you can get into the field to do what you're doing. And, you know, I've had similar Similar overlap stories, decade of study, get into a field, become adjunct, things that don't pan out the way you think. And and you you just keep changing career. You change directions. And as far as my field in the IT industry, man, I've always been trying to trying to follow what's the trajectory here? What what is what's the best products out there? What's the best things to learn? And then as I learn those, then there's a self-promotion portion of that as well. Like, Hey, look, I, I don't oversell yourself, but don't undersell yourself. It's like, Hey, I, I know how to work on X, Y, and Z. And you know, this is why you should hire me and pay me the big bucks, you know, <laughs> so to speak. But uh, you know, and the, and I think that, I think it's kind of cool because I think a lot of these elements, maybe if anyone's listening, you know, anyone's listens, I think that there might be some things you can they could potentially just implement in their own lives. Like, Hey, you know, there, that's an element in my life that I've been missing. I've been missing the directive portion that, that, that these guys are talking about, or, you know, maybe I need to, maybe I just need that. Uh, even if I say directive, but discipline, I think the discipline portion is another one. Like you got, you have to be, if you're passionate, you're going to be disciplined about something. Even if you're not like blow up, exciting, passionate, your discipline is going to carry you along through whatever you're involved in. But, but man, anything else you think about? I think <laughs> we can make a wrap on this one. If not, hey, it's all good, man. Mike, I, I think that you know one thing you forgot to mention at the beginning, man. You know, oh, what's you know, that? You you also a former Wall Man of the Year. Oh, 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I was the uh, wall man of the year. That was a season. <laughs> that, took, that took some passion right there. Uh, that was no. that was passion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but seriously. <laughs> um, you know, Mike, I think one of the things that has always impressed me about you, though, is you, I mean, we have similar stories, you, you know, you're different, definitely different, that you've always seen to be able to keep all these things in balance, though, like, I mean, like, you just talked a little bit about music, and you're, you're a musician, like, you're from a musical family, right? Yeah. And you, you've been involved in, you know, you know, IT world, and, and the ministry world, and um physical fitness and all sorts of different things man how have you kept that balance you know and 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 and, and, and also kept that drive in those areas oh man oh so well we can go on this for a while so i i think <laughs> there's been a lot of yeah i mean you just named i, I kind of multifaceted passions and a lot of those passions tend to be seasonal yeah. in the winter time I'll take on more of that study passion. Summer months, I, I get into more, a lot more physical uh, activities and relational uh, in that sense. So some of it's seasonal, but you know, I I've always tried to uh, you know keep the keep the family as a number one priority in 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 the time frame, so to speak, and then uh, and then just kind of engage in the other areas. So I mean, trying to keep all that balance, you know. I mean, it, like I said, it's seasonal, so it's not always all at once. Okay, <laughs> I think I might, I might say that. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, thanks, Wes, for jo- for joining. And yeah. uh, this is, uh, you know, this is this is new. This is for everyone listening. Wes and I will be on here, uh, the main guys, and then we're gonna pull. I'm gonna pull in a bunch of friends and and just talk about their lives and what they're specialists in and things like that, and, and just have good conversations. This is intersecting ideas. Talk to you in a couple weeks, guys.